0: Welcome to Dark Horse Matters, the show about people, passionate people, people going after it and making it happen, making their dreams come true. I'm your host, Dev Matayoshi, and my passion is finding these people and sharing their stories with you so that you can be inspired as well. As I've said before, this season, season three, is going to be a little bit different. I have had the privilege of being one of RDH Magazine's influencers this year for 2023, So um, this year I'm gonna be interviewing a lot of dental people in the industry and medical people in the industry as well. Um, And then in between I'll be throwing in some interviews with some creative entrepreneurs so super excited about this season, if you haven't already don't forget to like and subscribe and hit the bell so you can be notified every single time I have a new story. So today's guest i'm really excited to introduce her to you, she is uh, an amazing person, as soon as I met her I was very, very comfortable and she just brought so much value I had the privilege of spending some time with her in Orlando. Um, this past summer in July at the RDH Under One Roof and RDH Evolution event. And if you are a dental hygienist out there looking to bring your career to the next level, I highly recommend that event. It really, really blew my mind and the opportunities are just coming at me left and right. So super exciting. She is the director of professional relations for a really large dental company called Pulp Dent. Amazing, amazing company. And just recently, she was named Board of Directors of Dental Trade Alliance Foundation, incredible foundation that their mission is to increase the access and utilization for oral health care through education. How amazing is that? She has a wonderful way with people, and um, I can't wait to share her with you. So please give a warm welcome to Christy Bailey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love the tambourine. What a fun pet. Thank you, Bev. It's an honor to be here. It was so fun meeting you and getting to know you on a personal level and professional level at evolution, which just to put another plug here for evolution, if you are looking to take your career to the next level as a dental hygienist, evolution is absolutely the place to be this year and we'll be there in Nashville in July. But yeah. thank you for having me. It's, yeah, it's really yeah.
0: fun. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I, and it's just an excuse to hang out with you again because we had yeah. so much fun the last time. <laughs> um, I, I give a, kind of a background of uh, our experience together at RDH Under uh, One Roof and RDH Evolution. Well, it's a tongue twister, but um, yeah, that's some time. Um, just kind of i was one of the recipients for a scholarship for the event which i was so lucky to receive that because my single mom it takes a lot for me to get out and spend a whole week somewhere with you know away from my kids and just you know having that tuition covered a little bit for me really helped me out and i thought i thought that was so amazing that you guys did that for for some of the hygienists and because of that i felt super special i got to spend some time with her yeah. and um and, you know, get to learn from her one-on-one. So I was very fortunate. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you. And it was so fun to get to spend time with you. And I know we don't have our cool little goal drink with us today, like we got to enjoy in Orlando, but it it was amazing to meet you. And just the energy that you bring out in people, I noticed throughout the meeting. So just to give you a little bit of an accolade, throughout evolution, there were so many cool interactions I got to just observe kind of, you know, behind the scenes. And I noticed anytime that you're having a conversation or any type of interaction with people, I just felt like they walked away from you feeling so uplifted and empowered and energized. So that's also a really beautiful gift that you have, Bev. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. That really, thank you. So, before
0: we get into everything, I just kind of want a little background about you. Like, where did you grow up and where are you from?
1: Yeah, I am from the beautiful state of Montana, which the pandemic really seemed to put on the map. We've had a lot of people moving there recently. Um, But my father, who was a dentist, his hobby was photography. So, I actually spent a lot of my childhood kind of chasing photographs around the world and that helped me just have I think a different appreciation for travel and people and different types of environment, which were huge in shaping who I am and oh, now wow. I live in Boston
0: oh now you live in Boston okay um mm-hmm. Montana my twin sister lives in Montana and it looks very cold amazing like she, she would show me pictures outside her window, and there's like tumbleweeds blowing in the wind. I'm like, oh wow, there's no, <laughs> oh my <there."> god,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but she loves it. You know, it's-, it's beautiful. It is so beautiful, but it was cold. I was home for quite a while before the holidays, and like to be, you know, I work, I can work remote, so it was really, really lovely to get to be home. But for about a week and a half, it was 30 below zero. Oh wow,
0: so I don't even- it wasn't uh, this Hawaiian girl doesn't know what that feels like. And I don't think I ever <laughs> want <laughs> Yeah. It's so, unbearable. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, wanted to ask you, like, when you were a kid growing up, I, I like to ask people this, like, what did you dream to be? Like, what was your career dream?
1: Yeah, I love this question. And I love asking kids this question because their answers are always really exciting. And I feel like there's a magic that we lose when we're no longer children of what we want to be. Um, but I remember watching different movies and I had a couple different things I wanted to do. I always saw, you know, there was this high powered business people in movies and they were always on their phone and it was so intense and that was so glamorized. And I always thought I wanted to do that, which I kind of am doing that now, except with good boundaries and a little bit less stress, I think, than in the 90s movies. Um, the other thing is I was always really into fashion and design. And I was actually recently talking to my mom about this. With why my parents let me repaint my room so many times as a child and not well, I will add. Like it was there's paint on the carpet and it was just a disaster. And they keep they kept letting me do it over and over again anytime I had a new kind of inspiration. And I asked her why she let me do that. And she said it was just what you had to do. And as soon as you had an idea for what you had to do, there was no stopping you. So we bought you more paint. And I was like, wow, what a good analogy for my personality. it was funny because when I was home over Christmas, I repainted that same bedroom again. And it, it's very nice and calm and beautiful now. But um, I, I always was really attracted to the aesthetics of things and design um, or fashion. And so at one point in high school, I actually did an internship at FITM, which is the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, um, to be a fashion merchandiser. And I really loved the experience. It was a summer in San Francisco. It was absolute magic. But I realized that I really did not like the industry. It felt very cutthroat. And I'm sure things have changed a bit since. But, um, you know, I, I realized it was not for me. So my passion now is really still design and interior design. But I love business. So in a lot of ways, I'm kind of doing both of my childhood dreams as an adult, which is pretty exciting. Wow.
0: Congratulations. Um, I I tell that you're a very creative person and um, that's such a cute story I love it painting your bedroom that's like (laughs) a friend you know like (laughs) your virtual background friend your bedroom a different color yeah it
1: was wild and I remember one weekend I had a power drill at the age of like 10 and I was rebuilding my closet and my dad just walking and being like oh my gosh what are we going to do with you? But the closet is still the same format that I designed at 10 years old. So I feel like that's an accomplishment. (laughs) Awesome. So your dad was a dentist?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how did, did you spend a lot of time in the dental office when you were a kid?
1: A little bit. Um, his office was fair, pretty close to my school, and so on Friday afternoons he didn't really work on Fridays, so we I would go sit in his office sometimes when he would pick me up from school. Um, but I remember going in there, and it felt like a kind of magical playground as a child. There's a toy drawer where there's all these cool toys that you don't have at home, and all the all the women in the office, the office manager, his assistant, his assi- um, hygienist they're all people that have been very close in my entire life with our family. And so it was really kind of like a second family to me growing up, which was also medical, but I don't really remember the actual clinical dentistry part, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, So, I mean, you're in the dental industry now, like how did you find your way there, like throughout your life? Like walk us through that pathway.
1: Yeah. Um, it was an interesting path. So I, in undergrad, I dabbled between degrees. I originally, again, wanted to work in fashion merchandising um, or business. And then I wanted to be an attorney. My whole life, people had said I'm great at arguing, <laughs> which I feel like I've honed that skill into the art of negotiation now, which is very helpful for business. Um, and then I took a very specific neuropsychology class sometime between my sophomore and junior year, and I just fell in love with psychology. And so I switched my major one last time to psychology. And it's honestly a miracle that I graduated in four years with all the mix-ups, but um, I graduated with a degree in psychology and English. And then after finishing um, undergrad, I really decided that the type of psychology I wanted to do was more neuro-based. And so I should probably go to medical school. So I found a few different programs in the U.S. that have really unique programs to go to medical school where you can do one year of a post-bacc program. And if you do well enough in that one degree, you basically cram in all your pre-med into one year, which is very intense, you can then be admitted to the medical school. And so it's an interesting kind of backdoor into med school. And I was on that track. And then just as I was about to um, start my year of post back, I had this very overwhelming feeling that it was just not what I was supposed to be doing. And I remember I told my dad, I said, I, I'm not going to medical school. This is not what I want to do. And he said one of the most daunting, chilling things to me that I've ever heard. He said, well, you have a half a million dollar decision to make in the next 24 hours, because that's really how much you know that you have to take on to go through medical school, which is a whole other topic. But I said, yeah, I'm not going. I don't need 24 hours. So I didn't have a plan at this point. I was a few months out of college and I had some savings from working during college. And so I went to India, I studied yoga, I lived at an ashram. I had a really beautiful year of just kind of soul searching and uncovering and discovering who I was and what I wanted. And then when I came home, I was teaching yoga to celebrities, which was amazing, but short-lived. And I had a good friend who worked at my former company that I worked with, which was PDT, the instrument company. And he said, hey, we're hiring a marketing associate. I think you would be amazing at this role. And I said, no way. I'm teaching yoga to celebrities. Like, leave me alone. This is what I want to do. But again, that was short lived. And so um, when he reached out to me a few weeks later that the person they hired didn't work out, I went in for an interview and got hired um, the next day for that role. And so I started as a marketing associate and I quickly moved up in the company and I fell in love with the dental industry. I noticed there was such a a beautiful relationship between companies and the clinicians we work with, and that relationship is really similar to what I saw my father have with his patients. I mean, we would be in the grocery store, and we couldn't go down two aisles without people saying, "Oh, Dr. Bailey, it's so good to see you." And you know, they would talk for what felt like five hours. But I, I think that's one of the most beautiful things with our industry is that it's so relational and it's very supportive in that way. And from there, um, I've been in the industry almost ten years now. Wow, what a
0: amazing. I mean, you've d- did so much things in such a short period of time, it seems. <laughs> yeah. I love that you got to see, you know, the world a little bit. Going to India, that's that's so cool. And that's what a flip like from what you were doing medical school <laughs> yeah. to doing yoga. I mean, but I, I love that your dad was so supportive of whatever you wanted to do too. You know, like a lot of people just feel so much pressure. You gotta go to medical school. You gotta, you know, you gotta get a college education that's gonna make you tons of money. (laughs) I feel like kids these days, you know, like you, they're not encouraged to find their passion. And that's the reason why I'm doing so, because that it's so important. You have to love what you're doing. You know, people find themselves in the wrong situation for the wrong reasons. And I and I kind of see that with a lot of dental hygienists, I think post-pandemic. I think a lot of hygienists right. go to the industry for the wrong reason, and they're just not happy. And I don't like that because I I love I'm such a passionate dental hygienist, you know, and I, I want <laughs> yeah. people to love their, what they're doing as well. So um, I think it's really yeah. really yeah. And your little um, adventure toward what you're doing now is just so cool. I think um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think uh, the reason why you moved up so quickly. I mean I I know why it's because you're just naturally great with people and that's what your talent. <laughs> you know you you're, you know how to just build relationships very well. And is, is that what basically what your your position at then is? Like you are the director of public relations, right? So can you kind of give us a little background on exactly what your role is with the company?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you. You know, I think I think we all need to figure out what our passion is, and then we need to figure out a way to follow it, even if it's just in a personal way. I think there was a a strong misconception that everything we're passionate about has to be how we make our money. And I just, as a side note, I think you can still be passionate about a lot of amazing things and have great hobbies that are also fulfilling. Um, But to your question, uh, I feel, I don't know if you watched Friends, but I kind of feel like Chandler. Sometimes people never knew what his job was, but they knew that he had a computer. And that's like how I feel. Um, but I, my role has two primary logistic functions. One is that I am um, the director of professional relations and the other half is director of um, international business. Sorry, my AirPods flying out of my ear here. (laughs) Um, And with that, there's two key things that I'm responsible for. First on the international business side, I'm, I work with our export manager and um, other leaders at our company to really oversee our global business. And we're in over 120 Um, 12 countries around the world. So it's amazing to work with people all over the world and get to share the innovation and the incredible effects that Pulton products can have on so many people. And then on the other half of it um, is my director of professional relations. And this is the role where I really get to be creative. I get to be, of course, relational in both roles, but I, I get to kind of be the person that has a lot of the external relationships for the company, around the world. And it's amazing. I get to work with industry leaders, KOLs, researchers, uh, closely with our sales and marketing team to make sure that all the people that we're working with around the world have the resources they also need to be successful. So there's a lot of strategy and creative approach I get to put into both of the kind of key sides of my role. Um, But ultimately I get to be the external relationship person for PulpDent and I get to help people understand how our products can help make a difference And then I get to work with people like you who are passionate and excited and know what they're doing, exactly what they're supposed to be doing, and they can't wait to share it with the world. And I find ways for Pulp Dent to be included in that externally. So I get to kind of be a conduit to the messengers of the world, because at the end of the day, we know that Pulp Dent, um, you know, we have incredible products. We're very innovative. We've been around 75 years, so we're really tried and true. But we also recognize that that is not successful without people in the world sharing our message and really being, again, passionate and excited about it. So it's, it's an honor to be kind of the conduit person. And I take it very seriously that I get to build a lot of our external relationships.
0: Yes. And you're really great at it, by the way. Um, Thank you. And, you know, I just kind of want to give like a shout out and a recognize, recognition for pulp dent with the regards to rdh evolution and rdh under one roof because i feel like you know your guys um involvement there just really really made an impact it the the group in evolution was pretty small but the presence mm-hmm. there was huge i mean I, I just feel like so much can be done and i think just in that in a couple of days that we were there like the the hygienists in the room really, really have big dreams. And now they have actual ways to make it happen because of the people that were in that room. And Pulp Dent definitely was a strong presence for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I agree. I think that evolution, I, I hadn't seen anything like this in the industry before. And I, I think I mentioned this to you even while we were there. it it was some. It was an event where... You could go and you could feel like you're part of a community. <clears throat> Excuse me, you could build that community, but it was also a place where you could be inspired and take home tactical, logistical steps on how to take the next step in your career, whatever that is. Um, one thing that I really loved about the event is that there were hygienists from all different areas of their career. We had people that were already successful content creators and influencers on social media, there were people that were just getting started and kind of dipping their toes in the water what to do next. And a lot of the people that showed up but didn't know what they wanted to do next, I think left with a feeling of purpose and they had an idea of exactly what they needed to do. And that is such a special, rare thing to be able to go to an event, leave with a new friend, leave with a sense of community, have an idea for what you want to do, and then also be given a toolkit on what to do next to make that come to life. And it it was just absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, you know, I kind of was like, I wanted to go again, but I know they're trying to keep the, the group small so that way it can be super impactful. It's it's easier to impact people that strongly when it's less people in the room, I guess. Um, so yeah. I, I had the, the opportunity to go again, but I was like, man, I, there needs to be some fresh blood in there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I love it. So. I'll be there in the vicinity, but I won't be in the actual events, but I'm going to RDH under one roof for sure. And I'll be there for the whole week. So I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be seeing everyone around there. I'm super excited. And I keep telling everybody about
1: it. I'm like, you guys need to
0: go. <laughs> you no, know? even if you don't even know what you want, it's definitely worth it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: So I was thinking about like, you know, what you do as director of uh, professional relations, When I was in college, I never thought of that. Everything in my mind was, okay, I'm either going to be a dental hygienist because that's, you know, what I was doing (laughs) in the dental field, or I was going to do something creative, like be a writer or I want, I'm a musician too. So being a rock star, that was definitely the original goal. (laughs) Yeah, it still could happen. Yeah, but you know, I was just thinking like you, what your job sounds so amazing. Like I wish I knew it existed back then. Like I never even fathomed that that's something that you could do. Like, so so I'm wondering, do you think that in the field of dentistry, you know, in those big companies, there's so many different dental companies out there, do you think hygienists could aspire to? Even though I mean I feel like it's such different worlds, but even though it's in the same industry, you know. So do you have any advice yeah. for is looking for something like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. First of all, I think that anyone can do absolutely anything they want. And especially if you're willing to just put what you think you know to the side and just show up with curiosity and drive and passion. And second, I think having a clinical background would be a really strong foundation to take on any corporate role in the dental industry, but especially in professional relations where you can really understand the industry, but you can also start to understand a little bit more of the clinical side that a lot of people who maybe work for companies don't have as much of that in-person experience. I think that would make any clinician actually a really strong candidate for a PR role. But the other side is, if you know, I guess my advice is that if you're interested in working in a more corporate role, whether it's consulting or full-time, is to really begin aligning yourself with companies who you're interested in and who you authentically love and where you have used the products clinically. Companies, we always need guidance and feedback on people who have experience with the products and can really be honest and help guide us and how we can do a better job also serving the clinical market. That's something that I know at Pulp Dent we're always working to do is bring in more clinicians from um, assistants, hygienists, and dentists, maybe not always in full-time roles, but to have your voice and your guidance on anything from marketing campaigns to how we're interacting at events and um, what our business strategy should be. And I think there's a lot of space for clinicians to rise up into those roles. I know a few companies do have people like that on their team as well, who were a hygienist. They started working with them as a KOL and now it's their director of PR. So I think there's a lot of opportunities there. There are also clinical affairs roles at many companies that um, companies are always looking for people who have a clinical experience and a clinical network to come on board and help them really shape education and clinical training. So there are a lot of opportunities out there if you're just, I think, willing to even ask. But the key thing I would say is find companies you truly love and are authentically using already and just start to form a relationship. And we're in a very relational industry. I think that you could open a lot of doors that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great, great advice. I mean, just as a hygienist, I feel like through hygiene school, our brains are just so one track. We just want to like, you know, get through school, you know, you don't really think about all the other options out there, you know, and even just going into dental hygiene school. like I feel like the hygienists going into the program need to know how broad the field is. It's not just about clinical. And I I don't know, maybe it's because it's so intense, you know, the program. (laughs) Like I I thought dental hygiene (laughs) you know, but um, you're kind of just one focus. I want to get through and I want to do well, you know, Um, but I just think it's really, really amazing. uh, The different avenues that that's out there.
1: Agreed. And I think there's also in hygiene school and dental school as well. You're so focused on what's in front of you. And so you maybe don't even realize all the products out there. So if you're a student or a new grad who's listening to this, I just encourage you to go to a local trade show and really kind of get a better idea for all the different products and companies that are out there because there's there's so many that are incredible but maybe are not enough all the schools as well
0: are you going to be in Hinman in
1: atlanta in march i won't be but pulp dent will be um so definitely check out our booth there i don't know the number but i can provide that to you um i will be in chicago And then I will be at IDS in Germany in March. So it's a pretty busy spring for us with our big international meeting that's every other year.
0: Very cool. So I guess I kind of went out of order a little bit, but uh, now that we talked about all the dental hygiene situations that you can go through, um, I wanted to ask about you, like, can you talk a little bit more about this foundation that you're in? Um, I I just thought it was really cool when I saw that, uh, I I looked it up on the internet and I was just like, whoa, She's doing even more (laughs) already doing. (laughs) Can you explain, kind of share a little bit what, what you're doing and the goals that the foundation has for this year?
1: Yeah, amazing. I'm so glad you're asking about this. Um, so the DTA foundation, I think you described it very well at the beginning of this podcast, but the DTA Foundation is an arm of the Dental Trade Alliance, which is a company or nonprofit, I'm sorry, that is a partner for different industry companies. So Many of uh, the dental distributors and a lot of the dental manufacturers are part of the DTA. They provide incredible resources for companies from anything from regulatory to trade and really helping uh, dental companies be as successful as possible from an industry and business perspective. But they have a philanthropic arm, which is the DTA Foundation. And I was actually asked to be on the board in 2022. And this is one of the greatest honors of my career. Our whole mission is to increase access to an utilization of oral health care by broad, broadening literacy of oral health impact on overall health. We have found that um, less than 50% of people go to the dentist in America. And a lot of those people are people who have insurance. And so our focus is really to help create a healthy smile for all, encourage people to go to the dentist, understand the gaps and why people maybe are being deterred from going to the dentist, aside from the old movies where they're pulling teeth and people look like they're in so much pain. Um, to really a more modern approach to dentistry, which is, you know, your oral health is your gateway to your overall systemic health. And so we do a lot of really cool things. We do grants and scholarships for dental students. This year, we will actually um, be offering our first dental hygiene school stu- um, scholarship as well, which I'm really excited about. And then we provide grants for nonprofits. Um, we also provide some days where we will have a different um, events, we'll support. Um, free cleanings and different things for underserved populations. And so not only are we trying to help people go to the dentist and understand, you know, the value of your oral health care, but also we do a lot of philanthropic things where we're helping people get access to care that they maybe otherwise would not have had. And it's, it's beautiful. It's really incredible. And there's, um, there are some links that I would love to share with you that can actually show videos to people that have received grants or scholarships for their nonprofits or for their school and just how much it's impacted their lives. So it's, it's just incredible to get to be part of something that is making a really significant tangible difference in our industry.
0: Yes, please share those links. I'm going to put them in the description um, for this podcast interview. So if you're interested in learning more, you know, all the info will be there. Um, Thank you so much. That's so incredible. Um, I love that, you know, when, (laughs) when they go out of their way to get in the, into the nitty-gritty of the world you know like I feel like in clinical you know especially if you work in a really nice area you know (laughs) (laughs) for high tech and you know I mean like I don't get to really go into the inner cities and see people who are underserved very often the last time I really saw that was in school and um Mm -hmm. once in a while events you know as as an office but it's really, um, really, really great that you guys are offering that kind of help for people. And right now, Thank like, you. yeah, right now, like I, when I see kids or young people of this generation, the Gen Zs coming in, they, a lot of them are just like, man, they have zero cavities, you know, like the parents are really on top of them. But as soon as they go off to college, that's when things start to change. <laughs> so, <you> know. <laughs> For
1: all of us, in many ways, right?
0: <laughs> they come back with their first cavity, and like, no, you know yeah. the, but like, it, you sometimes when I see that over and over again, I just forget, you know, that there's still a lot of people who are so uneducated out there, and it's so important. And I, I'm really glad that you guys are doing this. We're, what a powerful, powerful um entity, and things that you guys are doing, amazing.
1: Yeah, thank you, thank you, and our our. Um... Application is open for 2024 right now. So, if um, you know of anyone who does have an incredible nonprofit or is in dental or hygiene school, they can apply for a grant or a scholarship as well. And we really try to support people that, of course, are making a big difference in their communities.
0: That's amazing. amazing.
1: And then, in addition to that, I'm also on uh, the Do Board, Do as Dental Entrepreneurial Women. And this is led by Ann Duffy, who's just like, I don't know if you've met Ann, but she is one of the most empowering, exciting people that I've met in dentistry. And her focus is really to help women rise up in their power in the industry. So I, I just feel so lucky that I get to serve on these two boards where I'm able to really help encourage women, but also you know help support initiatives that can make a big difference. It's, and it's the most important piece of my career.
0: Great. That, that's really exciting. And is she the one that's having, does she have a podcast too? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I knew I heard about her. <laughs> I haven't watched
1: it. She's yet. amazing.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> very, very cool. I know you were on that board as well. You're doing so much. How do you have time <laughs> to do everything? <laughs>
1: <laughs> boundaries, boundaries, boundaries.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, you're just so inspiring. I, I just love our time that we spent together in, you know, evolution. I just feel like, you know, when we can uh, associate with people who are in different areas of the industry, it just makes everything seem more possible. You know, I really, really appreciate that. So on your way up to where you are now, do you have any special people in your life, like some ride or dies, people who you really were really there for you when, you know, through thick and thin you know like I always have like certain people in my life that show up that really open doors for you or or is really there to support you when things are not going your way like do you have anybody in mind you want to share
1: yeah I have a few actually and I, I love this question I will say that the first was definitely my father and he passed away eight years ago but before that he just like loved in such an unconditional way that I was able to do whatever I wanted in terms of personal development or career moves, like move to India and not have a plan. And I felt so supported and that gave me kind of the courage to learn that it's okay to fail. And that has been something that has been instilled in every single decision I've made throughout my career that I believe helped me get where I am. But um, a few other people, right when I started in the industry side of things, you know, I had experienced going to trade shows growing up and taking all the chapsticks and pens. But when I really started working on the general industry side, I went to the DPA meeting, um, which we were just talking about, but they have an annual meeting every year. And right before this meeting, <clears throat> my boss at the time wasn't able to go. So I showed up alone. I'd been in the industry about six months. I didn't know anyone on the industry. And I met a few women that completely changed my career and my self-confidence. Um, one of them was Jackie Sanders, who now works for RDH magazine and is absolutely incredible. Um, She was at Sunstar at the time, so this was way back when, and then um, Ricky Bradwell, who was the CEO of the Pinky Institute and um, Technology, and they did a lot of different education in dentistry, and Valerie Berger, who um, worked in the lab side also in publications, and these three women just kind of scooped me up, took me under their wings, and they really helped me navigate the industry, which at the time I was in my 20s, I didn't know anything about the industry. I mean, really, I didn't know anything <laughs> at all in my 20s, I will say looking back compared to now. But um, they just really helped me through so many difficult things. They helped me have difficult conversations. They helped me understand that it was okay to be like feminine in this male-dominated industry. And things have changed a lot, even this last year at DCA, Um, just the amount of women in the room. It was a completely different shift to when I started but um, they helped me find my way. And they also helped me through different career transitions, promotions. They taught me how to negotiate for a raise. I mean, things that are really key and vital. And then a couple other people, um, Amber Auger and I have been friends for years, and we kind of grew up in the industry together. And just being able to, I think, support each other through very different, like difficult, personal, professional things, and grow up um, almost kind of in like parallel ways, but even though we're in different sides of the industry, she's just been so supportive and she's a hygienist, of course, which helps me really understand the dental hygiene struggles and the reality of what it is to be a dental hygienist, which has helped me do my job so much better because before that, I don't really think I had that personal insight into things. Um, And then the other, my best friend is a dentist, Erin Kennedy, and she has given me again, so much insight into what it's like to be a woman in the dental chair and to be um, on this different side of dentistry again from where I'm in the industry and just having all of their kind of collective support and their different experiences have given me so many people that I can call when I've had a frustration or a struggle or a triumph which is even better to call from excitement and like getting to hear good news and I just think the collective kind of community that has been formed there with these different relationships have they've enabled me to learn things that I didn't know I needed to learn. And they've given me people to lean on when I needed it. And it's, it's completely shaped my confidence and in many ways, my success. So I'm just so grateful to all of them and many more people, but um, you know, they've really just given me so much support and guidance.
0: Wow. You know, um, we have some people in common there. Um, Jackie Sanders, <laughs> I love her and Amber. I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm actually in one of her, she has a her own coaching group driving me off. And I'm one of yeah. the members in that group. And she has just been just nonstop value, value galore. Like every week, yeah. I, meet her, I just learned so much from her. She is just amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I'm, I, I'm gonna see her speak in, at Hinman in Atlanta in March. And I'm super Yay. excited.
1: I'm
0: trying to get everyone in my office to go see her too.
1: <laughs> Yay. I hope you do. They need to. She has such a good way with a clinical approach to dental hygiene, but then she also has this like business mastermind where she just has ideas on how to expand anything you want to do personally or professionally. Like she's your girl. She knows exactly what you need to do to take it to the next level and different things. And um, in the office is an amazing way also for hygienists to tap into their potential
0: yeah and she's like super results oriented but she's not like doesn't in a very nice nice friendly way (laughs) you know
1: what I mean she's empowering
0: she's yes oh my god I I, I'm so looking forward uh, to the next event in Nashville um or I was gonna ask you, too then gonna be directly involved with evolution
1: again Yes, we are. We're sponsoring again. And I'm really excited to be there. I'll be there for the whole week um, for evolution and under one roof. And just to meet a whole new generation of hygienists who are excited to take the next step in their career. And just it was such a magical week. I can't wait. Um, and I was actually asked to speak at evolution this year. So I will be speaking on one of the days. I'm terrified. It's going to be fine, but I'm terrified. <laughs> Um, just about how hygienics can work well with companies and really help get a start working on more of the industry side. So I'm excited to share a little bit of my experience and I hope it'll help guide some people to the next step in their career. Oh my God, I'm so excited for you. I'm going to like be poking my head in the Thank door you. going, oh my "God, what's up girl? <laughs> That's so cool. You can just come in and stand in the room and like give me a thumbs up for encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to be amazing. We all need
0: encouragement. Yes, Um, so before i end the interview i just want to ask you this one last very important question Um, what are your dreams for 2023 i don't know why but i just get this vibe for this year it's just going to be an amazing year like what do you what do you (laughs) see yourself um whether it's in your career or just personal like what do
1: you what are you manifesting in your life yeah, I love manifestation. Um, so, I mean, to be honest, 2022 was a super difficult year for me. And so this year, my key goal and hope is just to really reestablish peace in all areas of my life. And I love to travel, um, but I, I really like to take not a work trip, but a personal trip to a new country I've never been to. So that would be something I just like always look forward to. And then I think always one of my hopes for every single year is to just get to eat pasta in Portofino, Italy. That is always one of my ultimate goals because it tastes better there than anywhere else in the world. Um, but I am excited for this year too. It ends at an odd number, which I love odd numbers. So I'm really hopeful for 2023. And I think that, I think the year is starting out beautifully already and I'm just excited. What are you hoping for? Um, you know, this is the year of the rabbit. Uh, and I,
0: but I just have the Matrix on my mind, you know that girl with the tattoo <laughs> that go down the path, and yeah, <laughs> this is a world you don't know. But it's okay because that world is going to be like amazing and eye opening. That's kind of how I see it. I don't know what's out there yet. I love but that. It's going to yeah. be amazing, and so I don't honestly. At the end of this year, I, I'm expecting it to be a lot different from what I'm experiencing right now, but it's not going to be bad. Like, I know it's going to be like doors opening for me, like new opportunities. So that's what I'm hoping I for. I love for it. Her. Like, I definitely want to get my kids involved in traveling and I'm actually going to bring them yeah. to bill with me. Um, uh, my sister's going to come, so she's gonna, you know, take care of them while I'm working, but like, um, that's amazing gonna, gonna, for them because, They don't get to go anywhere a whole lot because I'm always working, but um, Nashville is a musical city and I'm a musical person. So I'm definitely going to be doing
1: some of that while I'm there for sure. Yeah. Amazing. And the Gaylord hotels are like a little world of their own. I have a theory (laughs) to go off on while we're talking about sci-fi things. I have a theory that all the Gaylord hotels are actually like little spaceships because they feel so self-containing that they it just seems like they could just float up into the sky and <laughs> be totally fine. So I bet the kids will love it.
0: Yes. And I've only been to one, the one in Orlando. And I remember just because it's so hot in Florida, like, um, you know, during the summer, but you go in there and you're, it feels like you're outside. It looks like you're outside, but it's yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I love this place. <laughs> I'm not sweating right now. Yeah, that was really I don't know if is, is it like that in Nashville? I've never been. So,
1: yeah, they're all like these kind of glass domes where it's the exact same thing you feel. They all look a little different and they have different themes, but it's like you're outside and there's like a river and I don't think there're alligators at the one in Nashville, but who knows, maybe. And but it's their condition so you can walk around and look presentable because I know in Florida as soon as we walked outside, it was so hot and sticky. I just, my hair went thickier. It was just the whole, you know, a whole thing. So Nashville,
0: it's gonna be good. Awesome, I can't wait. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your story, super inspiring. I know all the dental hygienists out there and anybody watching who is just, you know, and um, you know, you're looking for your passion. Like I love keep go- swinging right back around to that. And that's the whole purpose for the show. Is, you know, no matter what you're doing in life, like even if you have no idea what you want, you just being open to receiving, you know, you never know what's gonna come your way. Like you could be going to medical school and then all of a sudden going off to India studying yoga. <laughs> I mean, that is just so cool, you know. And I feel like people put so much pressure on themselves to here's this checkbox, nothing and right, you know. But sometimes you just gotta let the universe tell you what you want, you know, you gotta let it let it come to you yeah you have to be open to receive it for sure but thank you yeah
1: absolutely thank you and it's I think just I think when we're able to really listen to what our intuition is telling us it's always right but sometimes it's just hard to hear that voice because we get so caught up in so much so I hope that anyone that's listening can really this year you know, just like you were talking about with the matrix analogy, really learn to tap into whatever is to come and just know that it's going to be good. And like, I always tell my team, it's all going to work out. It's all always going to be okay. Like it will be so much better than we think it will. We just have to trust ourselves and our decisions. And I I truly believe that.
0: Yes. Well, thank you again for coming on here and being such an inspiration And thank you, everyone, for joining us on Dark Horse Matters, the show about passionate people making it happen. Um, Don't forget to like and subscribe and share because, you know, you never know who is going to touch your life in what way. So share it with your friends. And I hope to see you guys at RDH Under One Roof and Evolution this year. It's going to be really, really amazing. Be passionate, everyone.